Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SWAT radio program here on Wednesday, February 15th. My name is David Gray. I'm in for Doug McCary this week, and I'm joined by my good friend and SWAT brother, Craig Henderson. Uh, Brad uh, Sykes is away this week as well. Craig, always good to be with you, and uh, we had a replay yesterday, but glad to be back live. Yeah, it is great, and thanks very much for the opportunity, and I hope Doug's doing well. Yeah, we talked to Doug um, just to give you an update right before we came on the air, and uh, Doug is in Mississippi, um, and Doug is ministering to and caring for his parents. Uh, His mother is nearing the end of her life, and um, Doug is uh, dealing with a father who is (laughs) going to desperately miss his wife and is having a hard time with this, and so... Uh, Doug would certainly appreciate your prayers uh, for his mom's uh, peace, and and we know we know she has safety and assurance, and uh, but just peace for her and comfort that she would uh, pass soon into the arms of Jesus, and and certainly uh, prayers for his dad that he would uh, really have a special measure of God's peace and assurance and comfort, um, and and I know that God will use Doug. And other and Lori's there, and other members of of the community and family to really um, come together around Doug's dad. They've been married. Doug was saying for sixty seven years. Wow! Wow! Sixty seven years. That I I don't know if I know any of anybody personally that's been married longer than that. I mean, I've heard of people being married for seventy plus years. My folks were married for sixty, but to be married for and Doug said they really haven't been even a day apart in the Mm. last 30 years. So when the Bible says that when we uh, get married, we become one flesh, right? Boy, that's, uh, that's the case, boy, when When, you're that that long. Yeah. You together that long, it's, it's definitely losing uh, a a part of you. And so uh, Doug, if you're listening, we're, we're praying for you and thinking of you. And, and, and the other thing I know Doug mentioned uh, to keep in mind and to pray for him for is uh, he wants to be there to officiate at his mom's service. And, you know, it's tough enough to to just speak at a parent or relative's funeral, whether it's a eulogy or whatever it is. But uh, to to officiate, um, you know, Doug will need God's strength to do Holy that. Spirit. And, yeah, yeah. Mm. So just pray for Doug for the right words uh, that God will give him the right words to say, and that he'll be able to to get through it emotionally because that'll be a very difficult thing. Oh, bless him, bless him. It is great that he's able to be there with them and provide the. the the comfort and guidance that God has given him yeah. uh, all yep. these years. Yep. Um, and Meridian folks in Meridian, we know we have a listenership there in Meridian. We're, we're, we're on in, on WMOX and WMER in Meridian. So we're thankful for all of you listening there. Uh, we're on WPMH in um, Chesapeake, Virginia, WTRJ here locally in Jacksonville uh, on 91.7, 91.9 in St. Augustine and 91.3 in Folkston, Georgia. Also want to encourage you to check us out on the SWAT radio app or at SWATradio.com. Uh, at SWATradio.com, you can get information about um, the weekly SWAT Bible studies, the locations and the times. Uh, and also you can listen to past programs uh, and hear, uh, read uh, brief summaries of each program that are uh, put out there by our good buddy, uh, James Grimm, who takes care of that website, and, and James is out in Idaho and faithfully 
does that work for us. If you haven't listened uh, for a while or if you're a first-time listener, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, we are built on or an outgrowth of the weekly SWAT Bible studies that Doug has led in the Jacksonville area for probably over 10 years now. It's got to be <clears throat> over 10 years. And um, we go through uh, basically the, the radio program is a day-by-day exposition of the texts uh, that we're in that Doug is teaching on in the Bible studies. And right now we're in Acts chapter 21, verses 1 to 16, and Craig and I will be getting into that in a few minutes. So, Craig, we were talking before we came uh, on the air. I I know we've mentioned it a lot, but uh, was re-watching some episodes of season three of The Chosen last night with my wife. She hadn't seen them, and boy, are, are they good, really good. They've done such – the production quality has gotten so much better as they progressed through season one, two, and, and now three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I told you I'd, I've watched season one and two, and, and just uh, as, after talking to you on Monday and today, uh, my wife and I are going to set aside time because I binge watch is what happens. Yep. I can't watch just one episode. Oh, no, no. Uh, you know, one just is going to lead to two, is going to lead to three, and so I want to be sure I've got some time allocated to go through a whole set of the set of the shows at one time. Yeah, it's it's – what what was the uh, old commercial for what product? It's tough to eat just one. Was yeah. it Lay's potato, potato chips? chips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's tough to watch just one, um, and that's what. Well, that is one of the advantages, right? Of these, the new way of watching TV. Remember when you and I were kids? I can remember it was torture to wait we for the next week's the episode. Week. You yeah. had to wait a yeah. week, and and my mother would say things like, "Okay, you got to go to bed after this show," and the show would end, and she'd say, "All right, bed," and we'd say. Oh, we got to see scenes from next week. Remember, they would always <laughs> the show highlights, right? Scenes from next week. What's coming? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The teasers. That's right. And now you can. Uh, so now the trade-off is I stay up way too late watching uh, <laughs> watching these episodes. But <clears throat> if you haven't watched the chosen, um, and Doug has talked about this, and and Brad and I and Craig, you have um, many times on the air, uh, and Doug has had Dallas Jenkins, who is the creator and director of the chosen, uh, on the air. Um, it is not intended to be a Bible study. It is not intended to be an audit of Scripture. It is a show about the life of Christ or a program about the life of Christ. Now, and they take some liberties in filling in backstories and filling in gaps that the Bible doesn't talk about. Um, but I haven't found anything in that gap filling that would be, at least to my sensibilities, out of line with the historical period or um, the the character of Jesus or the character of the disciples. And uh, on all the major um, depictions in the program of scriptural events, they have been right on. Yeah, they've done, I mean, they've done such a good job of, of, of enlarging the character capabilities of the different disciples and yeah. understanding their, them and as people. And I get, you know, that's one of the things I think that the, you can't get when you read necessarily um, of the context of the, the personalities and characteristics of the people that Jesus chose as disciples or that were his antagonists right. through, throughout his life story. And right. Uh, right. it makes it so much more compelling and, you know, exciting to watch yeah. and, and really dig into. And it just, for me, it like, it tends to make me want to read into the scripture yes. afterwards. Yes. Yes. To go back and look and, 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 one of the things that I, I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil any of the scenes, but there are some tremendously powerful scenes in this uh, season three. And 
uh, including, I'll just tell you the, the scenes, I, uh, the references in Scripture, I won't get into the scenes themselves, but but the scene in, when Jesus is in the temple in Nazareth, when he reads from Isaiah and, and says today, he reads about himself and then says today, in, in you're hearing, hearing this has been fulfilled and, and the reaction of the crowd. And one of the things that I've always been fascinated by in Scripture, there's two or three at least incidents like this where the scriptures describe that the crowd or and or the religious leaders were ready to kill Jesus on the spot uh, for blasphemy or perceived blasphemy. And, uh, and it says he just walked right through them. And I was curious to see how the program would handle that kind of a scene. And I won't say anything more except to say it's really interesting uh, the way they did it and very dramatic. And, but it also takes some um, Things that we're all familiar with, especially if you've been brought up in the church, passages of Scripture like like um, Jairus' daughter being raised from the dead, Jesus raising her from the dead, or the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years uh. being healed. And, and, and the Bible tells us, obviously, what we need to know about those things. Right. But, the, but the program, for me, just helps to put some i don't know is what the right word is context or, or, or just just make it more real to me mm-hmm. and not that it's not real but but seeing it depicted like that reminds me i guess is a good way to put it that these are were real people with real lives and real stories yeah. and the the joy and the and the gratitude that they had to jesus um like jairus's parents jairus was a a synagogue scribe i believe and the joy, the reaction of his pa- of the girl's parents, of Jairus and his wife, when Jesus raises the girl from the dead, um, I don't often think about that when I read right. the account it, in Scripture. Yeah, those emotions don't come through the Scripture itself. It's the it's the like the physical act, and this way, and that's what I think they do such a great job of is is drawing you in to really feel what it would have been like to be there. Yeah, exactly, and 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 just some of the um, side conversations. Uh, that Jesus has with his disciples and the way he explains certain things. Again, they might, some of those conversations are not fully out of scripture, but they're not inconsistent with Jesus, other teachings and what is in scripture. And so again, if you haven't seen it, I would just encourage you to see it. Encourage. I think it's one of those programs that as believers, we can talk to people that either aren't believers or maybe we aren't sure Right and and recommend the the show to them uh, as a way to maybe introduce, introduce them to Jesus and get a conversation going and uh, it is it is really well done and, and well worth it and as we said the other day uh, Lori Doug's wife is an extra in uh, the feed, the crowd and the feeding of the five thousand Doug sent me a screenshot uh, with a little arrow pointing to where she is in the crowd so I've got to go back and. Uh, I've got to go back and look for her. Uh, <laughs> I think she has a SWAT T-shirt on. That that may have been not period correct, but uh, no, she doesn't have a SWAT T-shirt on. But oh, anyway, anyway, so hey, you'll catch up here on season three, and we'll be able to uh, to talk talk about more about it. Yes, three. yeah. We're coming up on our first break here. We're going to be getting into Acts chapter twenty-one, verses one to sixteen. Uh, our number here at SWAT Radio is eight four four. Seven 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 nine two eight, and we are always happy to take your calls uh, with your questions or comments on anything that we talk about, whether it's uh, something like the chosen or something that uh, we're going to talk in a minute about, uh, kind of an event that's in the news that has relevance for us as believers, and, uh, and of course when we get into the uh, 
teaching on the scriptures, uh, we're always uh, happy to have your calls on that as well. So give us a call at 844-777-7928, and we will be right back after the break on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, okay, the toll-free so right. number we'll is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson. Happy to be with you here on the Wednesday edition of SWAT Radio. And we are live from Jacksonville, Florida today. And happy to have you with us wherever and however you are listening. Um, we were talking uh, before the break a little bit about the fact that Doug is off this week. Um, he is with his family in, in Mississippi. Uh, his mom is uh, not doing well uh, physically and, and is nearing the end of her life, but uh, is doing great spiritually. So, <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, and we uh, want to ask for your prayers and, and thoughts for Doug as he uh, gets ready for his mom's homegoing, and as he helps his dad deal with that, and uh, as he gets ready to uh, likely officiate at his mom's service. Uh, one of the things we do tend to do here on SWAT Radio at times is we might look at um, an event or a news story that's going on in the world that is maybe relevant to some of the things we're talking about uh, in our in our uh, Bible passage that we're looking at and teaching on, and we try to look at these events in the world without being overly political or taking sides uh, with respect to politics. We try to sometimes look at an event that uh, and look at it from a, a biblical point of view and a biblical worldview. And I was noticing that there's a story out there today, and this is uh, not uncommon these days. We've heard other stories like this, but a, but a teacher in California who basically was fired by her district because uh, she wouldn't comply with a policy that says that uh, – she could not notify a parent of a student who was uh, displaying transgender tendencies or who wants to transition or who is using pronouns other than their biological sex. And um, she was quoted in the story as uh, basically saying that this was at odds with her faith, that she could not – basically the policy is – 
apparently to, to or allegedly to lie to the parents, withhold information uh, from the parents of 12, 13, 14-year-old kids um, if a teacher comes into information that uh, has to do with a, a, the child's intent or, or disposition toward, quote-unquote, transitioning. So wow. just one of those, uh, you know, Craig, I know we, we were talking about this and we're seeing this more and more. And so uh, just, just another example of, and, and, and reminder for us all that persecution is, is here in many ways and probably going to get worse. And uh, it's a good thing for us to think about and be ready for. You know, it's a, yeah, God's design for the family is for the parents to be responsible, you know, for the lives of their children and raising them up to know God. And certainly in all cases, that's not going to be the case. But to, to, hide, to hide information like that from a parent is just, uh, you know, for me as a parent, it would be just, uh, I would, it would, it makes me really unhappy. I mean, yeah. it's just that, you know, I'd want to know, right. frankly, if my child had those dispositions so that, frankly, uh, as parents, we can work with our child about that situation. That's right. And to be sort of held back. And frankly, it's the culture discipling kids, yeah. really, is what's happening. And, yeah. you know, and then by, you know, making policies that tell, tell teachers they can't share that information with a parent. It's just, it's, um, wow. And not only not share it, but apparently lie about well, yeah. it if asked about if it. If they ask about it, yeah. Um, and, and that's the part where this, this teach, particular teacher said uh, that it she realized it was in such conflict with her faith and the way that God wants her to live, and she just couldn't reconcile the two, and she wound up telling the district that she could not comply um, and telling them that it was because of her religious beliefs, because of her faith, and apparently she's been now been fired. And, and of course, there's going to be two sides to the story, and right. everybody will argue their case. But, but um, you know, it sure sounds like, based on the report, that the basic outline of that story mm-hmm. is uh, is what we're what what is being reported. And uh, she also apparently, you know, apparently the district there. And I'm sure this is true in many other school districts as well, says that if a biological male is identifying as a female, they're allowed to go in and be in the women's locker room and change, and and uh, she would not allow that. She wouldn't allow that, and it sounds like that has something to do with, wow. with her being let go as well. So I guess the point we're making by, by referencing this story, you know, we're talking this week in Acts and in past chapters about, you know, one theme that runs through all this is Paul's total surrender to Christ right. and his total surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. And, you know, the Bible, Paul writes about this in Romans, right? We are to be subject to the government that God has instituted. No government, no ruler is instituted except that God puts them there. But when that government <laughs> tries to get us to uh, be obedient in a way that is disobedient to the government, but is disobedient to God, that's where you know our obedience to God comes first, and certainly uh, is being displayed here in, by this teacher that we're talking about. And I think you know we may have to face individually these kinds of issues ourselves. Yeah, I mean we're going to talk in the scripture. I mean Paul Paul knew in going to this in in this section of um, Acts that he's going to Jerusalem could cause his death, and so I mean he was real willing to hold to that conviction, um, right. following Christ in this and this teacher is like i'm holding to my conviction yep. you know and 
And, you know, for each of us, we all think she got fired. It's terrible, but she is making a statement that for probably a lot of people, are they going to be cheering? Yeah. yeah that's that, yeah. that standing up for what we believe in is going to be so vital in our culture more and more as we go forward. Yeah. And also trusting God that he's yep. going to provide for her, you know, yeah. as she gets, gets out, is out of this job and, uh, but trusting God that, that he'll take care of her and, and, and provide for you. I like the phrase that you used. The kids are being discipled by the culture and, and yeah. there's so many in the culture that, that want that to happen as opposed to the parents, parents. doing what God yeah. intended them it's to do. Role. That's, That's right. right. That's right. You know? That's right. And, and viewing, viewing that it's a, it would be viewing it like it would be a good thing for that kind of information to be kept from parents. Just, it's just, I mean, I think, you know, if your child stole or beat somebody up or things like that, I mean, the parents would want to be, I'd want to know, you know, absolutely. And yet something as significant as a gender transfer is like, no, 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 we don't want you to know about that. Yeah. 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 And that that's a good thing for, for a kid to be able to, make that kind of a decision at, at 12, 13, 14 years old. I, I agree. When I yeah. think about what I was like at that age, I, uh, I was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. The reality is I needed my parents to know what was going on because that's the only kept me in line. Absolutely. Now some would say yeah. I'm still an idiot, but, uh, certainly at that age, certainly at that age I was, well, we are, well, and, and, and so for the for the teacher that we're talking about, uh, no, it's not likely that she's uh, hearing the sound of our voice, but she is in our thoughts and prayers, and and uh, certainly is um, a great model uh, for us to to look at Hallelujah. and stand up for for her convictions and her faith. Um, as we said earlier, we've been uh, we are now in Acts chapter twenty one verses one to sixteen, and and just to kind of get back into that a little bit, and we'll. We'll read the passage. I'll, I'll read it this time. I put Craig right up against the clock on Monday. It was like a game show where he was trying to beat the clock and get the scripture read. Um, but we're in chapter 21 and uh, kind of looking at the theme that Paul, as we said, is completely surrendered to the lordship of Jesus and God's will for his life, even if it includes and knowing that it includes uh, suffering, imprisonment, uh, and even death. And and we talked about on Monday that God calls us to live fully surrendered to him, right? All in. And we, we talked about that some more in, uh, in the SWAT Bible study today. But, Craig, we were talking on Monday about kind of four different types of surrender where, where only one complete surrender is right. what God is after. But we've got incomplete surrender, insincere surrender, and, and intermittent surrender. Maybe we can just... <clears throat> Give a couple of examples of that or talk about each one of those a little bit by way of reminder. Sure, here. Incomplete surrender is is one, and I think actually we, we used the scripture, we maybe you said that on Monday, of, of Demas out of Second uh, Timothy 4.10, where uh, he was with Paul. Um, however, uh, his love for the present world uh, has caused him to desert and go to Thessalonica. You know, and it's that it's that um, I am frankly it's like I was at one from point in my life, like one foot on the dock, one foot on the boat. Mm. You know, yeah. and and therefore it's like you're in, you're not really all in. You know, yeah. you're sort of you can be playing that uh, that that I'm I'm good on Sunday morning, but I may not be very good. Yeah, Monday through Saturday. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think the scripture. I don't have the reference, the chapter and verse, but it says that uh, 
that's like a double-minded man, right? Yes. He's unstable in all that he does and is blown in different directions, and I've certainly been guilty of that as well. Right. And then certainly insincere surrender. You know, we talked about you know, that being kind of all talk and, and no action. Yeah. And uh, the parable of uh, uh, the, the two sons. Yeah, yeah, where they're, where one said they would, if I remember correctly, this one said he would do something and didn't. Right. And the other said... I won't, and, and held to what he said. Is that right? Is that, well, he, yeah, he, the, he, the second one grumbled and complained, but ultimately did, did it, it. Right, did what the father asked him to do, and then Jesus' question was, "Well, who, which one did the the will of the father? The one who said he would and then didn't do it, or the one who didn't want to do it but did it anyway?" And uh, obviously, the second one. And yeah, I, and I think you know that's good for us, right? You know, I've talked to you about this in my own life that. There are times when I get overwhelmed with things that I have to do and things that God's put in front of me to do, and frankly, I don't want to do them. But uh, a lot of times, most times, he gives me the the strength to do it. I shouldn't say most times. All the time, he gives me the strength <laughs> to do it. I don't always comply, but uh, most of the time, uh, even though I might not be doing it with the best attitude, uh, I, I try to get it done. So I'm glad that there's that the parable, right, uh, oh says that 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 uh, we're we're at least being sincere if we do it even though we might uh, grumble and complain a little bit about it right so, right uh, and, and then it, and then intermittent surrender was the last one if you want to just give a yeah, reminder well, on that, that. that was a uh, i think example that we used on that is the church at Ephesus and in Revelation chapter 2 um in verses 1 through 7 it talks about how you know there are things that are them that are admirable however um that they have fallen away from their first love, you know, and they, they were, they were great for things and they were admired for things. And yet over time they gradually stepped away. And, and so I think that's, that's kind of like the, the, the ember in the fire, you know, that's, it's hot when it's next to the fire, but then when it's, uh, when it's off by itself, it cools down and and loses its, loses its power, its force. I like that, that analogy. And, um, and I think Doug felt, and I agree, that that's what most of us are probably guilty of when we are guilty of imperfect surrender. It's that intermittent, right? We're hot yeah. and cold, and we go through seasons where I always think, okay, I've got it. I'm not going to be cold anymore. <laughs> and then invariably, uh, I am. So we're coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, and, and for the news break, we're going to take that break here uh, for the news, and we'll be back afterwards. We'll get into Acts uh, 21, 6, 1 through 16 and read that passage and start hitting some of the key points. Glad you're with us on SWAT Radio. SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson. Craig, uh, I joke with Brad and Doug a lot that sometimes when the 
we come back from the break, I just want to let the music keep yeah. playing because we have a <laughs> great song, especially I mean, I around caught hum- humming along as it was starting back up. We Absolutely. Got back on. Absolutely. Fortunately, I wasn't singing. Nobody wants to hear that. But, uh, Around Christmas time too, we always that's one harbinger of Christmas is uh, when Doug starts playing the uh, Christmas music as the the lead in music. But I get caught singing those a lot. So anyway, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Our number here is eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. If you want to give us a call with a comment or a question, we are in Acts chapter twenty one verses one to sixteen. Uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, Paul being completely surrendered. Uh, to the will of, of Christ and to the, to God's will for his life. And we went through maybe some other types of surrender that we as humans fall into when we fall short of full surrender. And we talked about incomplete surrender, insincere surrender, intermittent surrender. And then, of course, there's genuine total surrender. And we, we know that there are some examples in, in Scripture of total surrender with with Jesus being at the top of that list, but certainly Stephen. Stephen, um, yeah. Thinking about Stephen, and, and amazing to think, too, that Stephen probably had not been a believer for that long when he was willing to give his life Fully as he willing. did. Fully yeah. willing, yeah. Yep. Uh, certainly Paul. Yep. Um, uh, James and some of the other disciples. I, you know, we, I'd love to talk someday on the air about about the end that all of the disciples met to this life. Uh, They were all killed, I believe, except for John. And John was exiled to Patmos where he wrote Revelation. But I believe all the other, you know, uh, 11, we know Judas killed himself, but the other 11, including the replacement for Judas, were all executed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And tradition says that Peter was executed, crucified upside Upside down. down. Yeah. um, just to, to get to that point where you recognize whatever happens here doesn't matter. Paul at one point in what we've been reading uh, talks about how he doesn't count his life as being of any value. That's exactly uh, right. That he would just finish the mission. and um, It's when you're really called to a greater purpose. Yeah, yeah. And We'll talk a little bit about that. We're yeah. going to get into that yeah. now, right? And, and um, so the, the three main points uh, in this passage that we're reading in Acts – 21, 1 to 16, uh, are to live fully surrendered. God calls us to live daily with the knowledge of his purpose for our lives, his purpose specifically for, for you and me. Um, and we talked about that a little bit on Monday, and we'll, we'll review that. But God also calls us to live deliberately with singleness of his purpose, right, that, that his purpose for us should be the, the driving direction of our lives, and then finally, we are to live dyingly with the supremacy of his purpose, right? That even my own life, even our own lives become secondary to his purpose, as we've been been talking about here in these examples from Scripture. And we remember that Paul Paul says to live is Christ, but to die is gain. gain. And, and it's that kind of an attitude and that kind of a, not an attitude, but a, a, a truth that has to dominate our life to be able to I think to make us wholly surrendered, right? We have to really believe. Yeah, that's really, and it's not, it's got to go deep inside mm-hmm. of us uh, yeah. to, to be that way. And it means to go deep. It's just something we, that we have to really spend time. Exactly. With God. Yeah. God has to work that into us. It doesn't, doesn't typically, although it can, God can do that, but it doesn't typically happen overnight. It's a process, just a lifelong process mm-hmm. of sanctification and, and, and becoming 
fully convinced, right, that uh, that to live is Christ and to die is gain. That that we are we are really better off. <laughs> Amen. That's when we right. Die, and I I know even as a believer, right? I sometimes we tend to hear of somebody dying and think, and even if they're a believer, and think, oh, that poor person, right? Now we might think that poor person maybe because of what they went through, depending on the circumstances, sure. but. I always come back to, well, that person's just fine. That person is more than fine. <laughs> they are with Jesus. They are Complete experiencing. and whole. Yeah, right. absolutely. It, and it's the obviously the people that are left behind that we need to remember and and support and pray for. But, uh, boy, that's, a, that's something that I guess if you and I were to say, well, how did we feel about that 20 years ago versus now? Hopefully we'd have. A different perspective. Big difference. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, let me read our passage. It's Acts 21, verses 1 to 16, and then we will talk a little bit more about uh, living according to God's purpose for our lives. So <clears throat> Acts 21, And when we had parted from them and set sail, we came by a straight course to Coz, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patera. And having found a ship crossing to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had come in sight of Cyprus, leaving it on the left, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre, for there the ship was to unload its cargo. And having sought out the disciples, we stayed there for seven days. And through the Spirit, they were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. When our days there were ended, we departed and went on our journey, and they all, with wives and children, accompanied us until we were outside the city. And kneeling down on the beach, we prayed and said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship, and they returned home. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemaeus, and we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. On the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea, and we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. While we were staying there, while we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, and coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands, and said, "Thus says the Holy Spirit: This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles." When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go to, up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, Let the will of the Lord be done. After these days we got ready and went up to Jerusalem, and some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us, bringing us to the house of Nason of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we should lodge. May God bless the reading of his word. Thanks be to God. Yeah. Boy, there's a lot there. There sure is. There really is. <laughs> so first of all, just to, to go over a little bit on what we talked about on Monday, um, Paul certainly knew his purpose, right, as evidenced uh, by that passage. And uh, I think you read on Monday Second uh, Timothy um, one nine, which says, uh, well, I'll read 1, 8, and 9. It says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, meaning Paul, 
but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So Paul understood that the purpose he had was from God and that God had planned out that purpose for Paul and for you and me from before the foundation of the world, which that'll bake your noodle. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. It's really think about for each one of us and everybody that's listening here is that, that God has a purpose planned for us that we're living into um, and, and to, whether we know it or not, honestly, and, um, and, and moving forward with that concept in mind realizing that God, that purpose is part of everything that happens. You know, yep. if you're listening to the radio right now, this is part of the purpose, yes, you know, that's right. And, and God's using that for what he's got down the road, the bigger things that he's going to do in our, in and through our lives. And remember when Paul preached in Athens a few, a few chapters ago, I think it's 17, maybe 18. Um, when he, when he's preaching to the Athenians and he talks about God creating the world, and determining the times and places that men yes. live. Yeah. And and so when I think about did I think in you know prior to 1998 that I would live the majority of my adult life and raise my kids in Jacksonville, Florida, being from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought would have thought that in a million years. But looking back on it now and of course we always have the advantage of hindsight after a while has gone by. I can't imagine not having been here and not having the relationships that I have and been involved in the things that God's allowed me to be involved in, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so if we belong to God, we have a holy calling on our life. And, and, and Doug mentioned that, you know, sometimes we think of a calling as being for the professionals, right? For right. the pastors, the pastor, and right. professional evangelists and, and ministry leaders, but but that's not the case. And like we said, God determines what the calling looks like on each one of our lives. So um, if you think that you're not called <laughs> to anything, that's wrong. If you belong to him, Scripture tells us that you that's have a exactly calling right. on your life. So uh, we encourage everyone to ask God about that. Pray about yeah. it. You know, look at the scriptures. Um, and often, a lot of times, I think our calling is also made evident to us not only by the Spirit through the scriptures, but by the Spirit through other believers, right? Yeah, people that you fellowship with in your community of faith that all see something in you that makes a difference, and and God's using that through each one of us. Yep, that's right. That's right. And notice um, in verse four here, as has always been the case, Paul is looking for the disciples at Tyre. Right, he's always looking for disciples to build into. That's certainly a big part of his calling, a big part of his purpose, and and certainly God has Jesus in the Great Commission told all of us who belong to Him that that's a major part of our purpose: go and make disciples, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. Right, and that, and, that is the Great Commission. And absolutely, that's, uh, you're right. Each one of us are called to do that. Yep. Yep. So are we doing this? That's a, that's a, that's a great question to consider as we look at Paul here. Um, are we seeing that as a major part of our purpose? Um, even though we have specific calling and purpose, that part of the purpose is common to all of us to, mm-hmm. to make disciples, uh, to make the gospel known. And, and Paul is again, living daily with the knowledge of his purpose and 
the way he looks for disciples and all these places that he winds up in uh, is certainly uh, evident of that. And, and, and again, we'll talk about this as we come back, but notice that these disciples didn't want Paul to leave. Yeah. Uh, but he pressed on because, again, he knew his purpose and knew what his That's, ultimate purpose yeah, was. Yeah, that, that singleness of focus that he's got. That's right, and we'll get into that uh, as we come back from this final break here on SWAT Radio. Call us at 844-777-7928. If you have a comment or a question, we're really glad you're with us, and we will be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson, happy to be with you in our last segment here on Wednesday. Uh, we're live in Jacksonville, Florida. Give us a call again at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we are uh, getting back to our discussion about Paul um, understanding God's purpose for his life and just finishing up that part of the, the conversation. We're looking at Acts 21, 1-16, to and Craig, we were talking during the break that uh, in verses 5 and 6 of that passage there, that the the people that Paul was with and his disciples and those that he was ministering to didn't want him to leave. Uh, they they pleaded with tears and, and for him not to leave. And um, But, again, knowing his purpose, he pressed on, 
and he gets on the boat to continue his his journey back to Jerusalem. And I I know you had a a verse from Philippians there you wanted to read that kind of supports that. Yeah, I think Philippians uh, chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 really talks about Paul deliberately sticking with the singleness of that purpose that uh, he sees God's call in his life. It says, now that not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Jesus Christ has made me his own. Brother, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. I press on. Yeah. I yeah. press on. Yeah. And that really is talking about going through whatever you face, your circumstances, your conditions, you know, that you don't let those hold you back. Yeah. Um, and you stay true to the call that you feel God's given you in your life. Yeah. I love what he says there too, about forgetting what is behind or forgetting yeah. what is past. And maybe park on that for a second. Cause I, I think that's an important thing for believers to remember. Um, because I'm guilty of this at times. I, I think it's very easy for us, and I think this is one of our enemy's favorite tricks, and certainly we can fall into it in our own weakness and our own flesh, and that is to wallow in our sin, mm-hmm. to to remember. It's hard to forget some of the crap we've done. Yeah. Um, I had a friend once use the term, he says, like, I, I know the skunk that I was. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it, great way to put it. And... um it's hard to forget that, and um, the, it's interesting. We were talking about the Chosen earlier. They deal with that. Some of the characters in the Chosen, Mary Magdalene, uh, Matthew as a former tax collector, they deal with that topic in the Chosen. And and but the reminder keeps coming through. Jesus has forgiven you, and right. He's forgiven us past, present, and future. And I love the references in Scripture that that talk about that, like that God has removed our sin as far as the East is from the West. And it, it's not that he can't remember it. Of course he can. He, but he doesn't bring it up. That's right. He doesn't he, count it against us. That's right. He chooses, he chooses to say that's behind you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. You know, that's right. That, let's go forward together. Yeah. And it's hard for us because in oh. our humanness and in our relationships that we've had in life, whether it, you know, it's with parents or other relatives or other figures in our lives, right? You know, we've all experienced pain because people are imperfect and people mm-hmm. are sinful and and the world doesn't forget, right? The world holds things against people. And, um, and so I think that, you know, th- how else can we have a singleness of purpose? How else can our lives be driven by God's purpose for us if we're constantly looking back and constantly thinking God doesn't think I'm worthy or God's still aggravated with me. Or <laughs> I remember reading the phrase once, you know, I know God loves me because he has to, he's God, but I don't think he <laughs> likes me very much. And, um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of truth to that, that sure. w- there's a lot of truth from the stamp, not about how God feels about us. That's not true. He loves us wholeheartedly and he likes us. But there's a lot of truth in the fact that I think we think that way sometimes. We, it's right. We hold ourselves back. And that's, I think it's one of the things that's, that, that Paul demonstrates here so amazing is like even though everybody around him saying, 
don't go, don't yeah. do this, whatever. Yeah. He, he knows the call yeah. and he is walking in, yeah. you know, and he gets in the boat and that's, that yep. was our second point. He lives deliberately with a singleness of purpose of God's purpose. And just right. by way of reminder, you know, we've mentioned this a few times and Doug has mentioned it. He is hastening on to Jerusalem here. Um, remember back when he was leaving Ephesus initially, his plan was to be back to Jerusalem for Passover. Right. But he found out about a plot by the Jews to try to kill him. He took a different route. That slowed him down. So now he's trying to get back for Pentecost. And there's a number of reasons why he wants to get back. He has a gift from the churches um, that, that have, uh, are outside of Jerusalem and are, that he's been visiting. And he, I, I'm, you know, we know he wants to check in with the, the, the church at Jerusalem and the disciples, but also... He wants to get back and and have what may be and what we know is his last chance to evangelize the Jews inside. That's right, at, so, at Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and and there's so many passages in, in in Paul's letters and in the scriptures about Paul's love for his own people. At one point, he says he would even blot his name out of the book of life, as if that were possible. But but imagine that that he said that if it meant that his countrymen. Would, would believe. Sure. And th- these are people that, that, that taught him, ra- essentially raised him, you know? I mean, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. That's right. You know, and so this is, and, and so he's found the truth and he, it's like, it's my last chance. I've got to take every opportunity to uh, be sure and reach out to them. Yep. And so as we get further into this passage, we come to the third point um, that Paul, God calls us to live dyingly with the supremacy of, of his purpose. And um, we notice here in, in verse 8, um, Paul gets to, to Caesarea. And uh, Caesarea um, is, is a really pagan area. Um, Doug was pointing this out. I, when we went on Doug's trip to Israel, we got to go to Caesarea. And Caesarea, of course, is north of Jerusalem. But notice here as we go on, um, it said that uh, Agabus came down from Judea. Uh, it's interesting little geographical point that Judea is south of Caesarea, but yet it says he came down. If I was coming to Florida from Massachusetts, I would say I went I went down to Florida. But if I was going north, I would say I went up. up. Right. <laughs> but it has to do with the terrain, right? The the terrain around Jerusalem and in Judea is mountainous, and so you come down in altitude. But also, it says this because. Caesarea, the Jews considered Caesarea almost was, not part of Israel. That's right. That's right. It was it was so Roman Roman esque that they uh, did not consider it part of their country. Yep. And it says here that they stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven. And um, it's interesting that Philip here, by one of the seven, and uh, I think I have this right. Th- this is one of the seven that were appointed earlier in Acts, right, by the church, yes. including Stephen, yep, right, uh, to to take care, almost be like deacons, mm-hmm. um, so that the apostles could be devoted to the to the teaching. Um, but Philip is the only one, I believe, in Scripture with evangelist right uh, attached to his name, and he was really the first, even before Paul, to evangelize the Gentiles. We do. The story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. The eunuch. That's exactly right. And early, early in Acts. Yep. Yep. So, so Philip has that attached um, to his name, and later on, Paul tells Timothy to do the work of an evangelist. Right. Um, and Doug made a point to talk about this. You know, what is the good news? Right. We sometimes we take that as a given that we know what the good news is, but 
I think it's always good to go back and and look at that. But that that it is it is Jesus is the Messiah, and He came to make it possible for you, the person who's being spoken to, to be in the kingdom of God as part of His family. Right? That that God reigns, and that He has made it possible now for us, for sinners, to be part of His kingdom. And um, I think I think it's important for us to remind ourselves that we. We don't just say the good news and assume that we know what it is exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you know, because somebody, somebody comes through with a surgery and you hear, hear a good report, well, that's good news. Right. But this this is eternal good news. I mean, that's this is, right. uh, you know, and a lot of times we sort of fall fall away from that, uh, but that, that, in fact, this is good news that is for eternity, for, for us, for our souls. And 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 – the fact that we are being called to proclaim this good news really is the supremacy of his purpose, right? When we are willing to suffer anything to proclaim this good news and to proclaim the truth of Christ, that is living dyingly according to the and 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 in in the supremacy um, of his purpose, right? So we're called to be his witnesses to make disciples and those disciples become people we encourage <laughs> to further spread the gospel. And that's, that's again, uh, a common purpose for all believers, right? Yeah. I think, you know, th- this, the study of the scripture really has caused me to reflect on my own life. It's like, what is the purpose that drives me? You know, and how do I, how do I live that out mm. and what things are that distract me? Yeah. Those are good questions to ask. We uh, Maybe we can talk about this a little on Friday, but Doug had some questions for the SWAT Bible study for us to all kind of review and reflect on, having to do with what you're talking about. Yeah. What's, what's distracting us? What's keeping us from being bold? What's keeping us from sharing the full counsel of God? Um, so we will talk a little bit more about that on Friday. You and I will be back on Friday. We will have a best of SWAT radio uh, replay tomorrow. So we hope you'll tune in for that. One of Doug's guests. I have that information, but I don't have it handy. So be surprised tomorrow. Craig, we'll be back on Friday here on SWAT radio. Thanks for being with us and we will see you soon. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual